Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, wait, but wait, tell me this news. Tell me this news. I'm dying. Big news. What's your big news? Today, in one hour exactly, 59 minutes, I am walking down the street and I am adopting a cat named Comet. Oh my God. Isn't that cool? Congratulations. Thank you. Where is it down the street? On West Broadway. Oh my God, that's so exciting. Yeah. Need name suggestions? Hate the name Comet. Um, Can I see a pic? Yeah. Here's the story. How Yesterday, is the voice going to deal with this? Not your problem. You know what? Not my fucking yeah, problem. Not your problem. No, I'm sorry, but like, okay, he's, I'm so mean because he's like the perfect man. He's the only man in the world, actually. He's the only good man in the world. But <laughs> he is very allergic to cats, as we mentioned. I've always wanted a cat for, you know how you always hope that there's like the cat distribution system? That's what I was hoping would happen to yeah. me. I hope that one day some beautiful cat would wander up to me in the street and I could take it in. And it would be like, okay, this isn't totally convenient, but like that's how it usually happens for yeah, people. Totally. Like you just make it fit into your life. That didn't happen for me with a cat. It happened with a fucking man. Like yeah. this guy just wandered up to me. The man and I was like, this isn't what I was looking for right now, but I'll make it work. And he does work and he fits quite nicely. But you know what? You're gonna have to sneeze a little, buddy. Like, can I make one suggestion? Just because I have so much empathy for him as a cat out. A yes. Just buy an air filter for your room. I already bought the air purifier in the same order as the water bowl for the cat. Okay, amazing. I ordered it. So here's what happened. I actually, I don't want to jinx anything, so please pray, but I think everything will be fine. Yesterday- Wait, but I still want to see a picture of Comet. Yes, I'll show you. I really, I as we all know, I've been wanting a cat forever. And I really have been coming up with all these different excuses to not have a cat. And I, you know, was thinking like, I haven't- found this last piece of furniture for my apartment and in March I'm going to visit my grandparents for two days right. so I can't get a cat like it's just like I need to stop doing this it's I long for one I yeah, yearn totally. for one so deeply I see them in other people's places and I'm it, I start to cry how bad I oh, want wow. one and I walk by this place best friends um animal center and I went in there just to see and I took it as a sign they had like two cats left in there they're like yeah we adopted out 70 cats this week we have no more oh left. my god because for our 2024 promotion, the month of January, all cat adoptions are $24. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking incredible. But they had no more cats. So I'm like, fine, it's a sign. I'm not supposed to get a cat or not from here. It's just not going to yeah. happen. As I'm walking out of there, this guy comes up from behind her out from the back and says, yo, the truck's out back. Next shipment, like new batch of a cat. hundred cats. OK. And I'm like, fuck. And she goes, do you want to, they're all going to be like spayed and neutered and ready by tomorrow. You can come in anytime. Do you want to spay and neuter a hundred cats in a day? I don't fucking know, man. That's crazy. I, she dealt with it. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got this down. And she was like, all you need is your ID. All the other places in New York for adoption. I'm doing like an ad for this place, but I really think that I should go while time is still allowing it. I mean, they're 24 bucks and all the other places in New York, the adoption process is such a fucking bitch. And it's like, why don't you want to get rid of these cats? Like, don't you want to yeah. home them? 
what are the odds that someone's going to like be a bad mother to the cat if I go through all this trouble to have you visit my apartment twice and put a screen on all of my windows and you know get a, a letter of reference from a friend and get a letter from my landlord like it's just ridiculous like it's a fucking cat Let I mean me get it's the responsible cat. I mean it's responsible on there but I also know that it's a pain in the ass it's, I mean, I think if I'm going through the trouble of like saying you can do a home visit, I will get you a reference. Like I'm willing to pay a hundred something dollars. Yeah. I came and I sat with the cats for a long time and I chose one that I love. What are the odds I'm going to like not, I'm going to damage right. the, the cat. What are the odds I'm buying a cat for the purpose of like putting them in a fucking vacuum bag like that fucking freak from that I documentary? I can't even talk about that. Like I'm not going to do anything like that. So I go to this place and they're like, they're all $24. All you need is your government ID and you can take it home today. We're just trying to get rid of them. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I think there's like a reason for both because it's like to be responsible and make sure they're going to a good home is one thing, but also like if you got a truck full of 100 cats, like you need to get they, they need to get homes. the cats they out. Homes. And yeah. they're like, look, if you totally. like you seem normal, you can have a cat. And I was like, perfect. So I still was thinking about it. And then yesterday I was sitting in bed and it was five o'clock and the place closed at six. And I know I only have a couple more days of this deal. And come on, I love a deal. And I was like, I just felt called. I was like, I have to go. I just threw on clothes really quick and ran over there. And I was sitting with the cats for a while. The adoption process takes like an hour. So maybe 10 minutes or 40 minutes before they're closing, they're like, hey, are you going to adopt anyone today? Because we need to start the process now. And I said, no, nobody's calling out to me. Sorry, I'm going to leave. And then, and then this cat, <laughs> I'm going to cry. And then this cat, I fell so in love with this cat. Had you not I, noticed him yet? I hadn't noticed him yet. And he was sleeping and I just started petting him. And he came and he like, put his hands on my shoulders and went into my arms how big is he kind of big like a big tabby cat oh he's not like a kitten it's no like a not cat. a kitten three-year-old cat and um just beautiful and i hate the name comet please help me i really don't like that name for a cat and but beautiful and here's the thing I told them, wait, no, 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 I want this. After five minutes, I was like, this is the one. I'm taking this cat. They were like, the problem is we needed to start the application a while ago and we're all going to leave soon. You can come back tomorrow. We open at noon. And I'm like, I have recording. I'm not going to be here until two. two. And they were like, fingers crossed. I said, can you put him on hold? They said, no. So I'm nauseous. Pray that nobody came in the last hour and a half and picked up my cat. Because that's mine. Oh my god, I'm like literally sick. I'm really nervous. So, okay. but I'm th I'm trying to be calm. First of all, I think that if the cat is meant for me, it will still be there. Yeah, it'll be a sign. If somebody actually went into that place and decided in the last hour and a half that they've been open, hour that they've been open, that they were going to start the adoption process with that specific cat, which by the way, not the prettiest cat in the bunch, and was like, yeah, this is the cat I want. What are the odds? Okay, wait. Can I see pics now? Yeah. If that were to happen, I feel like it's the universe telling me. Not your cat. your cat. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a healthy way to look at it. Um, you want to hear my cat voice? It's you. It's you. <laughs> oh, I love cats this color. Oh my god, such a cutie. Not a comet. Not comet. <laughs> wait, I can't wait to. <laughs> wait, listen to this. I'm sorry. You'll get someone too. I'm gonna come at noon tomorrow. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Yay! <laughs> I felt bad for that other black cat. I was playing with him for a while, but I didn't feel it, and it he happens. was like really psyched about me. And I was like, I can't. It sorry. But yeah, so I'm getting the cat. But so you were fucking freaking me. I wanted to tell you on mic, so it was like a fun little surprise. You were freaking me out because you've been talking all day about how you're babysitting a dog and it's stressful, and I'm like, fuck. 
Yeah. Am I making the but, wrong no, choice? No, but it's stressful because it's stressful because it's someone else's dog. Yeah. I like get it. I live with a dog who I like am not technically the owner of, but I am a big part of taking care of it. And yeah. like I love her so much, but yeah. it's not stressful. Being responsible for someone else's dog that they have trusted me with. Mm -hmm. And I'm like staying at their apartment and like making sure. And it's also like not that dog is not on a schedule I'm used to. And like it's just like I'm finding it very stressful because I if God forbid anything were to happen, like Knock on all the wood, but like also no wood. <laughs> <laughs> because like, but like, it, like the, there's nothing in the apartment that could like go wrong. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. like it, there's just like that constant fear of like, did I lock the door? Did I leave food? Did I leave water? Yes. Like, where it's like I, I'm in taking care of Kate is part of my routine. Yeah. Do Kate is the name of his roommate's dog, by the way. Kate is the name could of my roommate's die? dog, and I'm watching. I'm it. obsessed with that name for an. Animal. I know. I mean, she's the best dog in the world. You've never because you've never been to my apartment. I've seen pictures though. Um. Yeah. Of Kate. No, but. And then it also became stressful because it's, I just feel crazy right now because I started watching this dog last weekend and then I agreed to watch her for the full week, but then I found out I had to go to Chicago for work. So then I had to go to Chicago in the middle of it. So it was like, I've been in Williamsburg watching a dog, Chicago, now back to Williamsburg. And then finally on Sunday, I'm like back to my normal life. But Perfect. yeah, it's all good stuff. I'm How loving Chicago. Care of, Chicago is wonderful. I love Chicago. This is my second time going. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago. I I really love Chicago. It's, it's a city that's exciting. It's a city that's inviting. It's a city that is in, someone's just like me. <laughs> is this from the musical? No, it's from the show Victorious. I'm too. Old You've for never seen. I'm too old for Victorious. This is like huge. Like I thought that you would like for sure caption a photo with this. Chicago. No, <laughs> I don't. I that was Victoria Justice and Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah. I know like who it is, but I've never seen an episode. Oh my god, the song goes Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. No, but I do really like it there. Oh damn, the boys are hot. Um, the streets are wide. Um, <laughs> it's cheaper. There's hot dogs. I got to perform at the Laugh Factory, which was really cool. Whoa. Um, it was really fun. It was really really fun. Okay, amazing. Was it yeah. freezing? No, it wasn't as cold as New York last week broke me. Really? I'm actually experiencing. So I, this is, I'm a, in June will be 10 years in New York. This year is the worst seasonal depression I've ever experienced in my life. I'm, it's hitting me so hard. No, it's fine. Like I'm, I might buy a sad lamp. Like I might try to do the thing. I'm also going to Jamaica in like six, seven days. So it's like when, you when this episode. When you talked about Jamaica on mic, by the way, on the last podcast, I thought that you were talking about Jamaica Queens. That's really crazy. <laughs> so have fun in Jamaica. <laughs> no, I'm going to Jamaica the country. Okay. When this episode comes out, I think is the day I will be in Jamaica. I will oh my be God, Jamaica. great. Um, I think, don't quote me on that. But, um, and that will help. I think it's just sun and like, it's mostly sunlight. That I yeah. Need. I look in the mirror and I'm like, I I'm so pale. Um, I look at old clips of us and I'm like, wow, we look really different. I know. I'm so excited for the warmth. But I, I also say right now we're paying our dues. Like we're paying our dues because the, the, the depression and the sadness we feel in the winter in New York, it's so brutal. It's so tough. People are always like, why do I live here? And when that warm weather hits, uh, it, <laughs> we're paying our dues right now. It only hits so good because of the pain we've gone through. And yeah. it is going to be, I can't wait. I You're can't, right. It's I just like, can't wait. It's, it's like life wouldn't be good if there wasn't bad days because then you wouldn't feel the good Yeah, days. you have to have some salt to bring out the sweetness. Yeah, it's exactly. just like, it's so true. And I'm, but it's, this one's been tough last week. Like now it's fine. Like you can, last night was warm. Like I, I was wearing too hot of a jacket. Last night. I was wearing a but short sleeve, like, but on when I was, when I first started watching Dolly last Sunday, when it was like 25 and like whipping wind and like hurt to be outside, I was yeah. like, I can't do this. Yeah, like, that was pretty bad. I really don't thrive. I bad. also always like, 
I also I feel like I have this curse and it's been my entire life where like on days like the days where it is like the most inclement nasty weather and everyone's like oh like cozy snow day I like look at my calendar and it's like 42 things like I am always like booked to the gills on like the day where everyone else is like soup like I'm like like I have like six (laughs) meetings and four errands to run and other people are like I'm making a sourdough and cuddling my boyfriend and I'm like I'm on the subway alone like with like like just being like freezing yeah I don't mind the cold that much like the the feeling of the cold I'm not built for it going outside that's so funny because you're not you're from a cold place I know I I don't find it to be that bad except for at night when it's like really the wind gets me well yeah weather wind and rain just are the biggest like I will never be in a worse mood than when there's rain. Like it's just cold the biggest rain. Well, in the summer, I kind of love a rain at once, but like cold rain makes me is the most miserable. Cold rain is worse than snow, hundred percent. Ugh, it's just awful. Like it's actually yeah. the worst fucking thing ever. It ruins your whole life. Like I can't <laughs> do anything, and you get wet. Like it just sucks. Okay, so I don't like outside when it's like raining or windy at night. Mm Because it makes me just feel very uncomfortable. I get like oddly homesick and weird and like nostalgic. And I just don't like the feeling of winter at night when it's really cold. However, the cold itself isn't my problem. It's just the sunlight. Like I am already, I tend to sleep late. I have a really hard time like getting to sleep at a normal time. And my job isn't conducive to a good schedule. Like I I don't have the self-discipline to like make myself wake up because I don't have to usually. Yeah. So I can sleep until one. Like I I can go to sleep, you know, writing or whatever, work until five and go to sleep, like wake up at 1 p.m., which is okay for work, but it's not good for my health. It's actually really bad for me. Yeah. And then I get two hours of vitamin D and then the sun is gone. I know. I become very, very depressed. It's also like so much of my like creative process is is like walking around yes. and like going on walks and stuff. And it's like, I'm not creative when I, my body is on like all firing on all cylinders to stay alive. Yeah, I'm just exactly. Like, like, I just, I hate it. I'm so excited for but me But you walk. like the summer. You like the I, heat. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Ugh. Oof. Disgusting. When like you can just like see, feel the heat coming off the asphalt. Ew. Uh, you're, you're meant to live in New York then. You're the only person alive it. who's I ever enjoyed that it. season here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. This year, I'm going to, well, of course, now I can't fucking go anywhere because I have a cat. That's my one stressful thing. If anyone's a listener of this podcast, <laughs> I have an adorable little apartment. I live by myself. Actually, no, I don't. If, if any interns are listening, I have a big boyfriend and he's there all the time. Grr, he'll get you. But wait, wait. <laughs> I don't live alone. <laughs> wait, but also, but also if Comet's not there, that means you should travel this summer. Yes, that's a sign. That's a sign. But where did you want? Where were you? Where were you going to say you were going to go? I was planning on I. You know how I got sent home from study abroad because of COVID. Did I, I don't think about I knew that? this. I was wait, studying wait, abroad wait. in Madrid, oh. and President. <laughs> it oh. sounds like vomit in my mouth. Trump got on camera and was like, "Everyone with a U.S. passport needs to come home immediately." We're shutting the border. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was in a nightclub when that happened. When that video of him in the Oval Office came out, I was sitting in a nightclub at three in the morning. (laughs) Like literally, it was called Joy. It was in Madrid, Spain. And every fucking American student was, the lights literally went up and every single person from Long Island to Wisconsin was calling their parents like, get me on a flight right now. I have to come home. I was sobbing. How long did you have to get I was, home? Oh, we had one day. 
I got it on, was like you have 24 hours yes well he's such a fucking idiot was the flight also, like two thousand dollars it was no actually my so it was really actually very sweet my um uncle my dad's brother had been watching the broadcast and i think my parents weren't looking or they were asleep i don't know with the time change he literally immediately just went online got me like a 500 hundred dollar flight it was like it's here if you that's want it. such a lifesaver so wow fucking that's nice. a good uncle that's such so, a good uncle yeah that's amazing shout out to you because i bet you i bet you two hours later those flights were like 1500 bucks it was like, the last flight from madrid to los angeles direct for months the last yeah, one that's crazy because you know all after that oh, it, man, were you sitting at the airport like what if this gets canceled were I, you like sh i would i can't imagine the stress of that it was really an awful experience i don't know why it was like a collective trauma for everybody who was like a student abroad at that time as well specifically in europe because trump was the worst president we could have ever had for many many reasons but for this situation he caused such a panic that was so, and there was nothing yeah. that we could do but listen to him because we really didn't know what to believe. Yeah. But can you imagine, all we knew was that, I remember how different it was and how quickly things changed in those like three weeks in March. Because March 13th, I think is when I flew home. Yeah. And on that flight, not a single person was wearing a mask. We were all walking around talking to each other. We thought, all we knew about this disease was that it was killing old people rapidly. And that's all we fucking knew. And yeah. I don't know if, you know, news was slower to get to Spain. I remember my dad picked me up. My dad is like the biggest masker, still wears one. My dad picked me up at the airport, no mask. Like we had no information about yeah, this thing. I mean, no, I all we knew was that there was this disease floating around and yeah. we all had to come home. And Trump gave so, he goes, he tells us, at midnight, doesn't say on what coast or in what time zone. <laughs> he goes, at midnight, I'm shutting the border. We're like, what are you talking That's about? So he says, anyone with a US passport needs to come home. I He actually said every American needs to come home. What he didn't say was that everyone with a US passport. There were people in line who did not have a US passport, but were in Madrid going to California, who were kicked out of the line after midnight California time. So weren't allowed to get on the plane, kicked out of TSA. It was extremely traumatic. You can look me up. I'm on the news from the airport that day. Are you day. crying? No, I was just, I was so cute. I was in my little hoop earrings with a scarf and I was like, I just can't believe this is ending for me this way. <laughs> so how life. long did you actually get to study abroad for? Like six weeks? I was there for six weeks about, yeah. That sucks. But you know what's so ironic? I really wanted to come home for the first part of it, which is so not me. Because you didn't like it? I was not having a good time. My mom made me go a month early to learn Spanish immersion, which is like, so my mom, mm -hmm. but she forced me to do this program that started, you know, a lot of people go through their school. Um, I did a private program, so nobody else that I knew was going to be in it. So that was one thing. And I was like, fine, whatever. She, she did all the research. She was like, I'm putting you in this one. Then she made me choose Madrid because she wanted me to learn Spanish. And then she put me in it a month early and there were three other people in the program. So can you imagine also at that time in like January, the sun doesn't rise until around 9 a.m. in Spain. So I would have to get up at eight when it was dark, go to a class that was in like a windowless room, learn Spanish. And I was they put me in like Spanish one or something. So I'm like sitting there learning hola. <laughs> and I'm sitting there for like seven hours. a day. It was an intensive course for a month to get me all Spanish beginner level. And I was sitting there. Were you there. going to study abroad in Madrid having never studied Spanish before? No, I had studied Spanish before and I, oh. spoke, I spoke Spanish fluently as a child. So my oh, mom I was knew hoping that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. I would, it would come back, which it did. I got very fluent, but then it all left when I came back to LA, which sucks. You need to be immersed in order to really learn a language. That's what I learned. But I was there in the immersion course to refresh myself for like seven hours a day in this windowless room. And I'd come out and then the sun had set. So it was like, I never saw the sun for a month. 
I also had like a little situation ship back home at college. Yeah, that, I mean, this all tracks. I yeah. was so in love with him and I felt him like pulling away and finding another girlfriend while I was abroad. Like I was just so upset. Left all my friends. I met the three of my best friends. Was it your second program. semester junior? Second semester junior. Okay. It was so fucking depressing, man. So I was like, when I heard about this disease that was spiking in Italy, remember the first place it yeah, hit yeah. in Europe was Italy. Yeah. That happened a week after I visited Florence. It was like Florence was shutting down. Then I visited Budapest and Budapest shut down. And I was like, I'm patient zero over here. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I had an, an orgy in Budapest. And then everyone who else was like on my trip to Hungary was like, I feel so fucking sick. And we're like, oh, we had an orgy with this British rugby team. We sent them, <laughs> dispersed them all over the UK. And then we came back here. We literally spread COVID around Europe, I think. But we didn't know at the time. Like, we knew nothing. Yeah, All no we knew did. was that a lot of old people are dying in Italy from this, like, terrible flu. We were like, okay, well, we can't get it because we're young. That's literally what we all believed because that's the amount of news that was out in February or January at that yeah, time. Yeah, there was, like, no information. No, nothing. Um, so then, you know, when we had to be sent home, I went home and they quarantined me in my room for three and a half weeks I was sitting <laughs> there by myself. I couldn't smell anything. Oh, yeah, I remember sniffing the candles and I had COVID and I couldn't smell the candles. And my mom on the third week was like, they just announced that that's a symptom. Like that's how early we were. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, I'm going to die. That's, I was like calling people, I have it. And everyone was like, what, you have it? Like everyone, I know. nobody knew what it was. I know, I had it then too. One that of the many so times scary. I had it. Being, saying like I had COVID in like January of 2020 is like saying like I was in an airport on 9-11. <laughs> Did you know that? Like, oh my God, I was like, I was, I have like, I was there before everybody else Yes, yeah, trendsetter. <laughs> okay, we should do the first call. Yeah. Ooh, oh, welcome to basic training. Oh my podcast. God, welcome to basic training, a podcast for people that need help. In a podcast, people who were in an airport on 9-11. <laughs> <No. laughs> this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Talia and Jake. I love the podcast. It makes me look Ooh, forward to every Monday. I'm calling from Montreal, and I have a question more for Jake because I used to listen to going out with Jake Cornell. Oh so God. I know that you have a lot of experience like working in restaurants and everything. So I love to be, I love being a server. I've worked at like a few restaurants, like breakfast or dinner. And I just wanted like your advice for if I'm looking for a new job, like what I should be looking for. Cause I don't want to like apply to a bunch of places and then 
or like apply to places and then not like it like how am i supposed to know if a restaurant is good to work at before i start like if the money's good and if like it's a good environment if the people are fun like how am i supposed to know that before i start and um i just was wondering like what you recommend is the best i know you i guess you would work in a bar more because you were a bartender no i worked but a i guess you're also server but just like what do you think is like the most fun and everything yeah because i think there's like pros to every like <laughs> thing if you work like in the mornings or at night it's like i just wanted to to ask like what you think oh and so just so you guys know i'm like a university like student so this is like part-time like job but i love it and it really like fills my class so yeah, oh, yeah. i hope this question gets answered thank you well i think <laughs> go ahead okay i have so many thoughts i mean like i yeah um i worked in restaurants for 10 years my friend my friend runs a restaurant and she's out of town for like one of the bartenders is getting married this weekend in Mexico. So Ew. the entire staff is going. So I'm working at a restaurant tonight that I've never worked at before. And we'll never work at again Perfect. for this next weekend. So I'm back in restaurants for the weekend. Um, I love restaurants. Okay. Go to restaurants. Go to restaurants. If you've worked in restaurants before, you can tell when people like working there. You can tell the vibe. If the servers are having fun, people like... If it's if it's busy and servers are having fun, they're mm -hmm. probably making money. Because yeah. if you're working hard, if you're busy in a restaurant and you're not making money, it puts you in a bad fucking mood. If you are at restaurants where people are having fun and you can tell that it's a good vibe, that you can tell it's probably a good place to work. If you are working at a if you're at a place where people seem stressed, seem overworked, you know what I mean? It is probably not the place to be. Yeah. Go to a go to go check out a few restaurants on like a Friday night, a Saturday night. If it's empty, that tells you the place is probably not gonna be great. It's not busy on the at the busy times. If you're wanting to work daytime, go for those shifts. Go check out a couple brunch spots. It's not, and you don't have to do full. I mean, do full dinner if you can, because that's where you're gonna get the most like experience. But also, go grab a drink there and just see. You know what I mean? Ask around. I think that like that's your your number one level of research. I think in general. Avoid, I think that the restaurants where you'll make the best money are usually smaller, nicer restaurants that are not super fine dining. Super fine dining a lot of times needs a lot of manpower in the tip pool, like a busser, a glass polisher, a bread cutter, like a, a food runner, a back server, a server. That's six people per section now in the tip pool pulling all those tips apart, right? at nice restaurants where it's not that level of service, it might just be you and a back server. It might just be you and a bartender. That's where the real money starts to hit is where it's a nice elevated level of service, but it's not psycho open hand ballet service. And you there's the price point is nice and high, not crazy high, but nice and high. So the tips are going to be nice and high. And it just requires you to be very skilled at your job, which is server or bartender, right? And also I think in general, a, rest, a small restaurant group or a single-owned restaurant is often better. Um, in corporate spaces, there tends to be a lot of, like, rules you have to follow because, like, the boss says so that aren't actually practical. And it's much harder for restaurants in corporate groups to make changes to 
policies and service that are practical and make sense. Like it's the sort of thing where it's like, hey, like this protocol of how we do this thing doesn't make sense because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, well now we have to bring it up to this corporate entity to present it to this and those rules getting changed is like impossible. Whereas if you work at a small owned restaurant, you go to the GM, you say like, hey, we keep this thing here. It gets in the way a lot during service. I think it should stay over there. And then I think it would be easier to get during service. And they're like, oh yeah, let's change that. Like I think that's kind of your sweet spot. Those are my general thoughts. Um, but I think the number one thing is and like, don't be afraid. This is the number one thing is I think when you start getting a restaurant job is kind of like dating. A lot of restaurants will have you do a trail when you first start where they'll have you like do a, a shift where you just like trail a server or like follow them around to like they see if they like you. Mm -hmm. It's also for you. Point blank. Ask the people you're training. Do you like working here? Is it good? I feel like it used to be kind of shameful to be like, how's the money here? Because people are like, oh, they just want the money. It's a job. Sorry. How is the money? Do you like working here? How's the money? Ask ask it flat out. Mm -hmm. Because it should be transparent. Oh, I really like working here and the money's really solid. Great. You know what I mean? You're entitled to ask how much you're going to be making in a week. Like those are totally valid things. But I think if you're at a restaurant where you're spending good money and you can see that people are having fun, that's the kind of restaurant you want to work at. All right. Next question. <laughs> I learned a lot. Did you guys? That's actually really helpful for me right now. Yeah. I need a little supplement. <laughs> a little something on the side. Um, okay, wait. Next call. I'm so excited for the third call. Based on the title. Ooh, these are like some fun topics. Wait, the font is too small for my big ass thumbs. Okay, here we go. Hi, you guys. Um, I'm such a huge fan of the podcast. Thank you. And Hi. I never thought that I would have anything to call in about. But this is like a very, very fucked up situation, and I'm in a bad, bad yes. situation. Perfect. So basically, sorry. <laughs> I am a content creator online. Um, I make like very innocent fashion videos. And I also happen to work at like this, this children's live stream studio where like I perform shows about like STEM related topics and it's very sweet. That's and um, one of my coworkers from the STEM job like just asked me out to dinner and she was telling me that some of the men at work have been saying some really terrible, terrible things about, like, the only reason that I'm popular online is because I show off my body on the Internet and, like, just terrible things. And she was like, I don't think that you should work there because they don't appreciate you. And they just called me in and they were like, hey, will you come in and, and film some stuff for us? And I don't know how to not go in. And also, I don't want to get my coworker in trouble who, like, told me all these things. And I want to, like, maintain some kind of a professional relationship with them because, like, they might know people that I want to work with, but I don't ever want to work with them again. And, like, I obviously want to call them out for their, like, misogynistic bullshit. But I just don't know how to handle this. Um, your advice would be very much appreciated. Thank you. I, I just answered the full first question, so you go first. But I have, like, I have, like, a concrete I'm glad you know that they're misogynistic and that's why this is happening. Yeah, You've absolutely. done absolutely nothing wrong except be extremely successful and good at what you do. And they're pissed. That's it. Like they're pissed. 100%. They have no reason. Please, women, I want you to be very like, listen to me so carefully. You ever feel like the men at your job don't like you? There are very few instances where you've actually done anything wrong. And it's a lot more likely that you're doing everything right. And they hate you for it. You are doing a great job. And if that's also goes to sh like, I, I don't like, uh, there's a saying, if all the men in the room agree with you, you said something wrong. 
You know what I mean? Uh, I just like, it's nice to be agreeable. It's nice to be liked. I'm not saying that it always means you've done nothing wrong. But if every fucking guy is talking shit about you in a place and you know you're doing your job, it means you're doing your job really fucking well. And they're very intimidated. So I'm glad you know that. When it comes to how do you let them know that you know or how do you want to address it, we might disagree. I say you don't do anything. I say you keep doing exactly what you're doing. I know it sucks to work with people. What she's been doing is working with them and she doesn't want to do that anymore. I, oh, you're saying you, you think she I should. I think she should keep working with them. Okay. I if you're if you're looking to quit because of another reason, like you're saying that you already were looking for a different job, then yeah, look for a different job. Go about your whatever your path. Um, but either way, I do not think anyone needs to know that you know this information, or I don't think that it should be a reason that you leave. I get it if you really feel that you need to, but I just know you're so fucking professional and good at your job. Clearly, you're beautiful and awesome and everybody likes you. Therefore, these guys hate you. If you go work somewhere else where there's men, this might happen again. It probably will. Like they, they're jealous and they suck. So what are you going to do? You're going to leave because of them? Or are you going to stay at this job that you're extremely good at and, and just keep doing what makes them pissed off, which is their job better than they can do it? Totally. Like, I just think that you shouldn't leave because of this. I think that that's like giving them exactly what they want. I understand that it sucks, but like make friends outside of work. Fuck them. Like they want you to quit. They're pissed that you're doing your job so fucking well and making them look bad. Okay. Am I getting too passionate about this? No, I think, okay. I think I heard the call a little differently. And so I have like different advice, which okay. is like, cause like I can't tell if, if most of your income, if your full-time job is this place with these guys and it's going to put you out to leave, I think Talia is onto like the right path of advice. If, Working with these guys is one of the side projects you do on top of also being a content creator. And you're like, you know what? I don't need that money that bad. And I don't want to go back there. I don't think you should go back there. Like, if it's yeah, not. Yeah, but I don't think you should. I know I heard but, that. Okay. But I don't think that you should let anybody know that you know what they said. I was going to. So my point was, she said, how do I like tell them without burning anybody? Let them know. Hey, sorry. My TikTok stuff has actually gotten too much of my time. I'm a little too busy with that. You're too successful to work with them anymore. Yeah. Sorry. I actually just like my, my, my content creating stuff is like taking up a lot of my time. I've picked up a lot of clients, like or a lot of deals, like I kind of have to chill on this for now. So sorry, they can't, if anyone says, hey, why'd you leave? It's, oh, she got too busy with her actual stuff. Yeah, you she look got more too successful. successful. And in terms of how do you get, there was a little bit of like, I want them to know that, or I want to, to like address the fact that you tell that shit to anyone who fucking asks. Hey, yeah. well, how is it working there? Oh, they're misogynist. They they said X, Y, Z about me and my body and my online. Yeah, but you don't need to tell them. They don't need to know because it's will, not going to change their mind. It's never going to change their mind. It's only going to make things worse. I'm sorry. Anytime the opportunity arises, you let everybody know. Yes. That's and also, my advice. But we all know the best revenge is a life well lived, blah, 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 blah. You must go off. If you're going to leave them, you better be fucking successful at this TikTok thing and be extremely happy and be doing like living your best life. Yes. Don't the leave there if thing, it's going to put you out in a way that makes you financially vulnerable. Financially yeah. Unstable. You're not going to let these guys make your life worse by yeah. like leaving the job because of them and then having less money. No, you're only going to leave if you don't need them anymore. I say, though, it sounds like you're going to keep the job. Like, I, I think you should stay. I really do. And I think you should continue kicking ass. And the best revenge in the way that like they will feel like shit is if you just look them straight in the eye and be like, so, any notes? Like, I did that perfectly. Like, I keep doing your yeah. job. It'll piss them off. Also, like, if you have followers online because people like your body, congrats. People like your body. There's but nothing... I don't think that's why you have followers online. That's such a guy thing to say. No. People say that to me all the time. People DM me, they're like, you, you only have followers because your boobs. Hello, I purposefully, why do you think I film from the neck up? 
because I don't want any of you fucking pervs in mine. Yeah. yeah I, I make a specific effort, but I don't give a fuck. That's what pe the, people make up excuses because they're so unwilling to admit that a woman has talent or she's funny or whatever. And she could make her own career. Uh, and, and it's a women led career. It's like a yeah. very much a female career. This is a women dominated career. And it's very lucrative and it doesn't take that much work compared to a lot of other jobs. Like it's not very hours like, I heavy. I know, I was watching, someone was talking about, I thought this was like so interesting. I think, I don't remember if it was Drew that was saying it. Someone was talking about how funny it is that like, you know, like the whole thing where Matt Reif was like, I wanna, like he was trying to like change the fact that all of his followers yeah, are, women. are women. It's like women convert. Like yeah. that's where the money is, is having a female following. That women like, run the economy. Ever heard of the lipstick rule? It's like rule? so crazy. Like it's so funny that like that is like a game. That is like an economic, mathematical, statistical it's real. fact. And people are like, I want men's approval. It's like men don't spend money right. on you, baby. Well, other women get pissed about it too. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a very, very lucrative career path. But, and everyone always writes it off as saying either, oh, you if you're hot enough, like clearly, you know, these guys are saying about you, you can do it. Anyone can do it. If you just shake your ass in front of the camera, you can do it. That's not true. And there are hundreds of thousands, millions of failed influencers who will tell you that. People try and try and try at this for a very long time and they don't find the success that you do. Not everyone can do it, dare I say. You have to have a certain something that sets you apart. You have to have a certain drive. You have to have a very, very thick skin. And you have to really like have a commitment and, and make yourself do this to a point where you're able to pay your rent from it. It does take work. It's just a different type of muscle that some people don't have and people who don't have it or they don't want to see if they have it love to talk about how easy it is to be you or how you only need to be hot and that's all you need. 100%. It's not true. This is this like any job. It takes skill. In many ways, this job is easier than others. I'm not saying at all that it's also, harder. Also, like every but... job, can I say that like every job looks easy from the outside? Yes, absolutely. Like people, especially like going back to like the earlier call, like when I used to be, I was like really rude about this when I was younger. Like when I worked in restaurants, I do think that like working in restaurants is harder than like 85% of jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unless you work like a different trade, like if you're like literally putting up power lines or picking up trash, then and like being a surgeon, like yeah. it's like there's sort of like very few jobs where I'm like, whatever. But it's like, like I used to just be so rude about like people who worked in like email jobs. I was like, it's not real work. And now I understand that it is real work. But back when I was younger, I used to just be like, I'd be like, oh yeah, like you work in marketing, you don't have a job. Right. Like, I was like so rude about it. I say myself, oh, I'm unemployed. I don't really have a real job. Every, every job comes with its own ups and downs. And there are some that are easier than 100%. others, but everything is hard in its own way. And a lot of people will look at your job and, and see that you've made something successful and just because they don't understand it and they don't want to take the five minutes to understand it and they know that they don't have the confidence to do it, they put it down. It's and it's usually crazy. guys. It, don't let them yeah. do that. Yeah, it's the same thing as where people will talk about like dollar amounts with stuff and they'll be like, it's so crazy. Like XYZ gets this much front money for this much thing. And it's like, okay, but why do you deserve what you make for what you do? Right. Like what it makes me, it makes me feel crazy. Yeah, I totally agree. So anyway, the lesson here is don't ever let guys like make you feel bad for whatever you do for work. They're just pissed they can't do it. Should we do the next? Guys are so pissed they didn't figure out the influencer industry earlier than we did. Well, like, are there like straight male influencers? Yes, but not many because they're so fucking insecure oh, okay. they can't do it. Like, straight men are so upset that women what are at I, the forefront of the creator What if I created a different account and used my straight voice to be a straight male influencer? That podcast clip you posted was so funny. Like if I was like, wait, I have to get into it. I was like, <laughs> hey guys, um, go buy ham. Or like, I don't know. <laughs> like, 
trying to get people to buy. It would be so crazy. There's no personality to this voice. Like, what would I sell using this voice? Um, hymns. Manscaped. Hey, manscaped. Manscaped and hymns. Do you, are you on finasteride? Do you need ED pills? <laughs> hey, they would never. They would never call it finasteride because they don't know what that is, and they would never call it ED pills because they're not willing to admit that's what it's for. So, do, what do you want to get on the Viagra and the Rogaine? What are they? What am I supposed to say? They would say, "Do you want hymns?" They yeah. call it hymns. Check out Manscaped. Manscaped. Get get it all. Wait, but like ready for your lady comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mark Norman. That was just my straight. <laughs> that was my straight comic voice. Sorry. Do? Okay, ready? Yeah. No, stop. My thumbs are actually too big for this. Okay. Hi guys. Hi Tali and Jake. Um, I love the podcast. I am calling for the season. Um, so a couple of days ago, my boyfriend and I celebrated our two year anniversary. Yeah. We're juniors in college um, for context. And we went out for dinner and we're sitting at dinner. Our, our first round of sushi has not even arrived yet, mind you. And he drops on me. Yeah, I think I used to be addicted to porn. And I was like, oh, when was this? Thinking maybe it's before he met me, maybe he's whatever. He goes, like a couple of months ago, it made, I made it my New Year's resolution to stop watching it. And I was like, oh. And just like the moment he said that, my stomach totally dropped. I felt so icky. And we ended up like having a conversation about it. And I was really trying hard to balance the feelings of like, I'm happy that he told me and I'm happy for him that he stopped. I think it's good that he stopped and everything if he felt like he should. But I was also like, it, it's been hard for me to reconcile, like, not feeling special. Like, it just made me feel icky to think about him watching other women and stuff. And we have, like, a really loving relationship in the first place. He's a really sweet man, and I never would have guessed that, like, he would have considered himself addicted to it or anything. Um, so I think that's good, but I, I still just, like, I've just gotten the ick, I think, from it, and I really want to get over it, but I also don't know, like, how hard or how much I should be reacting to this and how much I should let it affect me. And, yeah, just, like, any thoughts you would have about that and, like, any advice you would have on, like, getting over something like this, like, how, like, just, I do think it's normal to like watch porn and stuff. It just like ugh, made me feel so gross. I think it's something that like no one wants to really like think about in their partner, you know. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Bye. No, I need to think. Yeah, I ha it's like okay. I think if it's just like normal porn, like if you know what I mean, if it like, cause we talked, was this on our podcast or my old? No, this is on this podcast where we talked about like we were we were talking about like fucked up porn. Like it's a red flag if he's watching like fucked up porn. Yeah. Let's caveat this with saying like it's like normal porn, maybe, right? Yeah. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with your partner watching porn. In fact, I think that like your partner should have like a sexual relationship with 
like their own sex life and that you are a part of that. Like you shouldn't be their whole sex life. Agree. So I think it's like fine. Yeah. Addicted is an interesting word. If it was like, like if he was kind of speaking hyperbolically and he was like, I was watching a lot of porn and for New Year's I decided to stop. That's like one thing. If he was like, I was skipping class because I had to stay home and like watch porn. That's like a different thing as well. And if it's about that, then that's almost like not even anything to do with you. That's just like an addiction. Do you know what I mean? Either way, I think there's something to be said about the fact that someone feels comfortable telling you, telling you that 100%. they have an addiction. Knows it in themselves as like a young person to be able to reflect and be like, no, this is a problem. This isn't healthy. You know how hard it is to get a straight guy to be like, yeah, I think I'm doing something related to sex that is not healthy and wrong. And I'm going to take the steps yeah. to conquer that. I think this is all a green flag. Dare I say, I don't, yeah. I don't, it's not a perfect situation. Of course, you'd prefer a guy who is not addicted to porn, but damn, a lot of guys that I probably dated are addicted to porn, would never admit that to themselves and would never admit it to me and would never take any steps to try and like stop watching so much of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's so 100%. much to be said for that. I think that that's actually a really cool quality. And maybe take a moment to like, I don't want to like accuse you of anything. No, I really don't want to accuse you of anything, but like, I'm just flagging that there's a chance that maybe some of the feelings you're feeling right now are also to do with like your own uncomfortabilities around certain aspects of sex and not your reaction to him like is are you someone who's comfortable watching porn does watching porn freak you out yeah i'm not saying you have to watch porn to be like a healthy individual but like are is that part of your reaction is it not so much about like the fact that he's watching porn it's that porn is something that you don't enjoy or find freaky and so freaky in a bad way and so now you're like projecting that, 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 that feeling is coming in around the fact that he does enjoy it. You know what I mean? But also if you like porn, I don't know. I'm like, watch porn together. Unless no, but he's trying to stop. I don't yeah. know. I just think that like. Let him know how you can support him. Tell him it's fucking normal and thank him for you're sharing also, with okay, you. You're also, this is like, you're young. You said you're 21. You're in college. You've been with this person for two years, which means you started dating them when they were 19. So this is like essentially your first long-term adult relationship, adult mm -hmm. relationship. Like, I do think something that happens is that people, I think that like you're sold when you're young, you're sold this fantasy of like um, true love being like, he, it's like, I don't see anyone else but you. I don't think of anyone else in that way but you. And it's like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like everyone, like, you, the most the man who loves his wife most in the world has jerked it to another woman. Like that's just the reality of it. That's sure. how the human brain works. Like it, women are jerking it to other men. Like yeah. that is just the reality of it. Like that's it's, how the brain works. That's and how it's the brain works. And it's not. And so the more you can, I think what maybe part of what you're going through is like the, the experiencing for the first time, the reality of like, Oh, I think this person loves me. I love them. We have a nice relationship. He has sexual feelings about other people. Yeah. That's just the reality of being an adult human. And but a like, hard realization to have. A hard realization to have, but it also isn't hard after a while. Like mm -hmm. once you accept it as base reality, it's like a thing you know. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the people who don't learn that young are the people you meet in your 30s who are like, he looked at someone at a bar. It's like, I then need you're you never to gonna be down. in a normal relationship. You're Those never are the people be who never like get married and they want to. Here's what I think. Just a word of caution, because as you said, all your advice was perfect, but you're young. You might just be learning about this for the first time. On that note, learn where your boundary is right now, early, as early as you can. Like, what is in the thing that's going to, in terms of what can your boyfriend be doing privately in a sexual way that's okay with you? Because some people here, like, I personally don't care what my boyfriend watches is porn. But if I, if he told me, yeah, well, I was just jerking off to some old pictures of my old girlfriend on my phone. 
I'd be like, what the fuck? And he. Oh, that would be weird. Like, yeah. what if he said, like, well, you told me it's fine if I would watch porn. Like, that would be a discrepancy in boundaries and misunderstanding. Yeah. Establish what your boundary is right now. Maybe it feels okay for you. Clearly nothing feels okay for you right now. So you're getting used to it. But just keep this in mind as you're going along. I wish that I had realized earlier what does and doesn't feel okay. So I'm not a fucking pushover. And I'm not trying to be like the would cool it bother girl. You if wait, sorry. I don't know why this is coming up in my mind. But would, yeah. it, would it bother you if your boyfriend used a flashlight? No. Okay. I use a vibrator. I'm trying to like. That's such a fair comparison. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have to unlearn my, my, uh, I don't know, internalized uh, misandry. I don't know. Totally. I, um, I guess it's kind of odd, but like, it's just uncommon, but I don't think there's anything weird about it. Does that make sense? A flashlight? Yeah. Yeah. Do you own one? No, I've never used one. Of course you don't, your guy. I don't know why you no, need a No, a lot vagina. of gay guys have them. Really? Well, yeah, there's a butthole attachment. Oh. There and is. there's like a mouth one. I didn't know there's that. There's also like ones, like, you know that they made one, they've... <laughs> Like, they've made ones with, like, vampire fangs, if, like, that's your thing. Shut the fuck up. And, like, also, like, there's this drag queen on Drag Race, Heidi in Closet, who, like, has a gap tooth. And she made one that's, like, with the gap tooth. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of obsessed with I that. Think, no, it's really funny. I think that's hysterical. Like, do what you need to do. That wouldn't bug me at all either. What but if he I know what my doll? boundaries are. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I think that's really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's, like, cheating on me or anything. I just think it's very strange. Like, yeah. Okay, when, when it crosses the line into, like, needing a full person with, like, feet and hair... It's like, wait, but this isn't creepier? just for masturbate. This is on. fulfilling an this emotional. This is like not end. about the call anymore. But I do think this. What's creepier, the full sex doll with the feet and hair, or the one that's just like from here to here, like no head, no arm, no legs, but like vagina, stomach, tits. I'm like, that's gross. Like that. All looks of like, them are weird. Like yeah. a fake woman that is made to fuck is weird. It's weird. But the male have ones. Have you are seen weird. Dave? Um, the the little the Dicky show. show. I've seen like some episodes. Yeah, yeah. First of all, guys, if you're if you're listening to this, you haven't seen Dave. Like, I think you are doing yourself a serious disservice. This is the show is better than Succession, in my opinion. The fact that it didn't get an Emmy nomination, I actually like. I want to send a bomb threat <laughs> to the place. Oh, okay, <laughs> cut that. Bleep that. <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. I actually no, no, no. Yeah, cut that. I cannot believe the show didn't get nominated. You need to watch the show. It's I think it's one of the best shows on TV in years. Um. But there's a whole storyline. He has a rubber doll that's just hips down. It's just feet. And he like lays it on a bed and fucks it doggy style. And I don't know how I feel about it to this day. The show's been out for a couple of years. I don't know how I feel about Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. Either way, this is great for you to start figuring out how you feel, caller. 100%, 100%. Just figure out like, are you okay with the porn thing? Probably. I think, I think it's just normal. I think it's totally fine. Are you okay with him paying for an OnlyFans and talking to women individually, one-on-one? I think that would be weird for me. I don't like that. Do you? Maybe paying you do. Paying for OnlyFans, I don't think it's weird. The mess If he's messaging regularly with the person running OnlyFans, that I get. That, to me, is weird as well. Does he keep nudes of other people on his phone? That's not just weird to me. That's, like, very disrespectful to the other women. You should not keep nudes of people that you're not seeing anymore. But um, does he masturbate to those? That, for me, is a boundary. Maybe it's not for you. Everyone's like, different. Like, it's interesting because with gay guys, there's an app that keeps them all. So they're just like there. Oh, they're there. Okay. So it's maybe like grinder or scruff. But, but also knows? if you're not. But they, For straight women, I don't like it. None of those are sent under the. Very few of those are sent under the context of dating. Yeah. Thing. For guys keeping women's photos, I don't like it. No, that's But it's of, all. Everyone's gross. different. I don't know. What was I going to say? Would it bother if you found out that you're. Sorry. These are. You also don't have to answer these. I just think this is it's interesting. Fine. This is fine. If you found out that your boyfriend was like f- fucking himself with a dildo. It would only bother <laughs> me because. <laughs> It would only bother me because he wouldn't let me fuck him with a dildo. 
<laughs> like, I'd be like, why can this do it? You're like, can I peg you? He's like, that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like air anybody's dirty laundry, but like I've had guys tell me they don't want me to like stick a finger. And it's like that. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. You consent to what you consent to. But like, why are you okay with the dildo? I then? watched this clip on TikTok the other day of these two guys. It was like two guys hosting a podcast talking to... They had, like, I think, like, another guy had called into the podcast. It was, like, three straight men talking. And the one on the phone was, like, loves getting pegged and was, like, talking about it. And you could see these other two, like, knowing they were on camera, like, trying not to, like, one, look aroused or two, like, interested. But they were, like, so what does it feel like? Does it, is it good? Like, it was, like, the funniest thing I sent. All my... I, like, sent it to my roommate. And he was, like, six of my friends have sent this to me. Like, every gig, I was, like, this is so funny. I... Guys, your homework for the week. If there's any straight guys listening to this podcast, I'm willing to bet there's two. Um, Wait, can you just call in and let us know you're straight? It's like, yeah. Because what if we have a ton of them, but none of them call in because straight guys don't have problems? Or problems. <laughs> they don't have problems they know about. They but they're not willing to ask her help. Your homework is stick a little something up there. <laughs> <laughs> the basic training for the straight male listeners of the podcast is to put something up your butt. Stick, start really small. <laughs> Start with like like a training tool, like a pencil. Gonna get demonetized on YouTube. So <laughs> Reminder: You can watch the show on YouTube, but this episode won't make money. Yeah. We're talking about. Just try a little something. I just think that's it's really nice to be adventurous and open. No, but to answer your question, would it bug me if he was fucking himself with a dildo? No, it would bug me if he didn't let me fuck him with a dildo. Because I'd be like, I can't stick a finger up there, but you can like stick a whole dildo. Sure, that's that would kind fair. of be like there needs to be something we need to talk about yeah. in our relationship. No, but Talia's advice is good. You should figure out what how. You seem comfortable with this guy. Figure out what your boundaries around this thing are and go forward from there. But I don't think there's nothing you said to us sounded inherently wrong. Yeah. Okay, one last call. I drank all these beverages and I have to pee at an emergency level. You're a big beverage drinker. Well, it's because I ate a really salty lunch before this and it gave me a headache. So I'm going to drink a lot of beer for the headache. Hi, guys. I'm a new listener on the podcast and I actually have uh, some, some family issues I wanted advice on. I don't want to give a lot of details, especially since this is voice recorded and I'm afraid I'll be recognized, but my soon-to-be brother-in-law and sister-in-law have an issue with me. I have a feeling it's rooted deep in something that happened five-plus years ago, but they swear it has nothing to do with that. I'm just annoying. They give me no basic human respect, as in they'll walk past or close to me and not say excuse me. They exclude me from conversations by talking over me and ignoring me, but they love and laugh. they love to laugh and joke with my fiance in front of me and play with my child when I'm not there. I want to set a boundary with my child's grandmother that I'm not comfortable with my child being around them without me or the dad present because if they treat me like this because I'm annoying, I hate to know how they would treat my son if he reminded them of me in any way with my behavior. Do I set a boundary and cause tension or do I allow myself to continue to be walked over? I don't want to use my child as a pawn by any means but another family member who they don't like came over and brother-in-law had the audacity to ask the grandmother why they were at his mother's house. In earshot of my child, he says, what the fuck is blank doing here? Talking about the other family member he doesn't like. But I don't want my son raised to think that he can act like that and talk to and about adults like that, especially family. I just, I really don't know what to do. And I know this sounds like I'm reading a Reddit post and it's because I had to write it all down. <laughs> So that way I would remember every point I wanted to make. Poor thing. But am, am I delusional for wanting to keep my child away from people who treat me like garbage? Does it make me a manipulative person 
to put the grandmother in the situation of, I'm sorry, but you can't have my son and brother-in-law at your house at the same time without me or my fiance present. Like, how do you set boundaries with family without destroying the rest of the family? Thank you so much. Where we the knew the answer to that. There would be no podcast in the world. A hundred percent. But where the fuck's your fiance? I don't understand. What's he let? Why is he letting his brother I don't know. talk to you like that? That what? was my first thought. Too. Of course it was. Because that's the number one question. I don't get it. I Here's another thing. Thank you very much, by the way, for writing down your questions. We love that. I love that you streamlined it. Some people tend to ramble. And I just think it's really nice <laughs> that you knew that you should write down the important key points. Um, I wish we had more time. I wish we didn't save this one for last. I Who's think... That? Well, first of all, look, both of us don't have this situation. Like, it's just so unrelatable for well, me Well, and it's also, like, as two people without kids, like, that level, we just don't have anything there. But, like... At the end of the day, I think you... The way that you read those, or maybe you weren't reading at the, at the very end when you said, does it make me manipulative to blah, blah, blah? No. The way that you said that and the way that you phrased that tells me that you know the answer. You're just looking for the validation of us. And we completely agree with you. You are not a bad person for the way that you want to handle this. And you're not manipulative. You're also not annoying. That's an excuse that people say when they don't like someone for other reasons. And they say, oh, she's annoying. Yeah. They don't like you for reasons. You didn't do anything wrong at all. They're just assholes. Okay. But I think that the motive uh, of of addressing this is through your fiance. He's 100%. the one who's related to them. Why is he not backing you up? You need why to are actually. You going... Why do you have to go to the grandma? Go to the Yeah, fucking... like, go to you... him. Or at least you and your fiance go to your grandma together yes. or to the grandma together. Like, it's not that. Why is this on you? Don't also like, yeah, like, it's just not. I think you're totally allowed to be like, I don't want my kid around this person, these people without me around. I think that's totally valid. Yeah. I think that like, it's a conversation with your fiance and with your mother, your future mother-in-law. But like, fuck these people. You're going to have to get your fiance's support on this. And there is no reason he shouldn't be supporting you on this. Like there's a, you, they cannot expect you to walk into this like pit of snakes by yourself. And they're all related. They're obviously all on their own like natural yeah. team. Like the, you need backup. And here. sometimes there's this thing that happens in families where it's like, because they've known each other forever, they'll like think of things as normal that you have to come in and be like, no, no, no. That's Ever crazy. seen the family stone? Yeah. And it's like very, one of my favorite movies of all time, but it's like, that movie is batshit fucking insane. I love it but, so like, much. I watch it every year, but it's like, it's a situation of like this family thinks that they their way of living is like the way that everybody is. And it's like, actually, you're the weird ones. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, And it's like you have to come in and be like, I think that like you can come in and be like, hey, like I can't tolerate this from I can't tolerate this from your brother and like your kid. And we need we need to address it. And either he'll say, yes, I agree with you. Or he'll come back and not. And then that's a different issue that you need to deal with. But like you and your fiance need to be aligned on like what is acceptable from his family and what you're comfortable with. And then present that together. It's not your job to deal with your in-laws without your fiance. Read this letter to your fiance, please. Like that was for him. Yeah. Like you, like, he needs to help just, you. Yeah. A hundred percent. There's no fucking reason you should be talking. To we support you. Alone. We think that you don't. We're, we can. All we can do is really tell you like. You're, you don't sound manipulative. You don't sound you're like not you're, crazy. you're not crazy, but like your fiance needs to fucking help you out. hundred percent. All right. All right. I need to go get this cat. I'm this sorry. I wish we could talk yeah, longer. we need to go get comment. This has been basic training. Watch the show on YouTube. Again, we told you this last week, but everyone, if you could just go rate us five stars, write a quick little review on Apple. It would just be so gorgeous. We would absolutely adore it. Um, okay. The number is 929-269-4960. We love you. Bye-bye.